episode two of the Side Talks podcast, recorded live at the 25th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival. What's up, Ding Dongs? Oh my God. You're misleading a little bit. What episode are we on now? This is, <laughs> y'all are not, if, you, if you're just walking in here and you're like, listen to this, these people, these idiots, this is terrible. <laughs> free, free you're going to, you're going to pass out when I tell you what episode this actually is. We're getting close to episode close 400. To 400. This is like, th- <laughs> this is like 388 or something. So just wait because you know I always make you wear something, you know, like yeah. some kind of costume or we, something we on dress our dress up. It's a visual medium podcasting. <laughs> it helps me with my process. Um, okay, well let's let's. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. Uh, we work at Sidewalk. Yeah, and we're coming and to we you live. Uh, it's really amazing that any of you are in a room right now listening to this. We show so many good movies. <laughs> So there was good. stuff sold out right now. Oh That's yeah, it. sorry. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you're listening. Let's let's go. Okay, okay. what's next? What's next? Shit! That's right. Sorry. Uh, I pa- I'm sorry. Our it, I do it live every time though. That's true. That is an underrated part about your podcast hosting ability um, that you just come in and you shriek at me every time. <laughs> I mean, I really do think that, that that's just added value. We could pre-record this, but no. Why would we? Um, okay, I've got one for you. So this is, this is a segment in which I describe a film, a scene from a film. Um, it started, actually, I was thinking about it the other day when I was at the gym. It started because I used to go to this thing called the Cardio Cinema before the pandemic, and I would be on this treadmill, and who, whatever juicer ran the, 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 the Cardio Cinema would just put on any number of things. I one time snuck a, a Twilight in there. And I, listen, I, got to, I told you, like, like moss to a flame, people just were coming in, coming in, coming in. Anyway, um, point is is that this person had some interesting taste in movies and i would bring Corey. i'd be like what is this film that i'm watching i saw five minutes of it that's about how long i spent on the treadmill so um <laughs> you know can you figure it out so anyway when the pandemic hit i was like let's continue the segment i'm just going to go find stuff and and that i don't even know what the hell it is and i'll watch a scene and i'll share it with you so i'm gonna i'm gonna describe a scene you're gonna try to guess it Corey's really, really good at this because he's seen almost everything. I'm, he'll be like, I hated that film so much, but I watched it beginning to end, and I own the Blu-ray. I, I, um, yes. <laughs> so he's pretty good at this. But I think if it's okay with you, Corey, if anybody else, except Alex, you can't because you watched this with me just a minute ago. If anybody else in the room can guess what film this is, go ahead and yell it out and beat Corey. Okay? Are y'all ready? Oh, shit. Okay. Pressure is on. This is crazy. So there is a scene, and I got really confused for a second. I was like, wait, what's happening? But there's a scene where uh, a young woman and a young man, and none of them are famous in this, in this situation. Are, but this is a recent film. They're, they're sort of sitting, you know, one's on a couch, one's in a chair, whatever. And he goes, this is for you, and, and, and hands her a bag. And she opens up whatever's in the bag, right? And then all of a sudden it cuts to another room with another couple. But the, it, it, stylistically, I was like, I, I, are they in the same room? It was, really, it was very difficult. Um, and so the gentleman in that scene goes, this one's for you, and hands her a bag. You know what it is yet? Am I s- supposed to? I don't know. So we're cutting, we're cross-cutting, okay, back and forth. And the one woman in the other room opens the little box and opens it up and goes, oh, my gosh, they're beautiful. And there are a pair of earrings. And, you know, the man who gave her the earrings is like, what? That's like the look on his face. That describes it. And so then in the other room, the woman opens up the box, and what's in it is an engagement ring. Yes, exactly. And then um, that's when Alex goes, this is actually kind of (laughs) good. 
Um, and the guy's like, right? Do you know what this, nobody in this room knows what this is? Okay, I'm going to give you a couple more guesses. It's from like 2022, so it's very recent. Okay. Still no one's getting it. Okay. Yeah, no, nothing. Um, I, the, the box and the, and the bag are blue. Like a, like a Rob, like a, (laughs) like a Robin's egg blue. Cause it's a, what kind of box? Tiffany's Tiffany's box. Does anybody still not know? (laughs) Good guess. Good guess, Craig. Good guess. Um, what was it? It happened at Tiffany's. It happened at Tiffany's. That's not a movie. <laughs> I promise you. you I promise made you. This no, up. I promise. I'm pulling my phone up. I'm going to show you. You talk while I do this. Say, okay. Uh, say something. It sounds like you're trying to get sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> I, for real. I am. Tiffany's. If and when you listen to this as an as an organization. No. No, I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's called something from Tiffany's. No, that's not a movie either. Come on. Come on. Corey. Come on. Something from I, Tiffany's. Sam. Sam's our producer. He's got to. He's got to do the it's research. It's a Hallmark right. movie. Is it? I don't know. I don't. I, okay. I don't know. I got fucked over if that's true because there is I no way. I don't know, but it is. Sam. Sam's. Sam's doing research right now on the spot. On the spot research. It does look like one, but I don't know that it is. I think wow. it might be like a Netflix original though. But yeah, that. Well. Okay. Those films count. You didn't know that? Those films count. No, they don't. They don't count. I mean, so, no. Sam's I still looking. Uh, that's a tricky subject. It's adapted from a novel. What are we doing? Come on. It's Faulkner. It, yeah, William Faulkner wrote something from Tiffany's. Um, yeah, uh, All right. I, I think if it were a Hallmark film, we'd know that really quickly. So I think, yeah, I, just, I think I'm in safe territory here. Do you know how I found this film? No. I did a search for worst films of 2022. And it came up. Yeah, and you scrolled past all the ones that anybody has ever heard of, and you were just like... I scrolled past like four, but it was pretty high up there. Anyway, you lost. (laughs) I did, but but I I protest this. This is... um, I don't think that's fair. You lose. I mean, I I, I never said the film had to be like super mainstream. And also, you're the person who like occasionally I'll be like... There was a person there in the woods, and you're like, it's... Like, you know it right away, and it's something... Yeah, that is true. Okay, so. You should listen to past episodes of the podcast where I am extremely impressive. Um, not today, I mean, obviously. It's true. It's true. I, I am usually impressed. All right, well, you lost. But, you know, you've got plenty of wins. So there you go. Yeah, I just was hoping to rack up another. No, it didn't work. Alas, something from Tiffany's. That something is defeat. We're going to do a Q&A with you guys. So, so because of that, it's an entire segment. So somebody's got at least one person has to think of a question to ask us. Go. <laughs> Who has a question? Anyone? Brett. Most... No, go. No, Farah, please. Uh, what do you find the most uh, financially... Um, what, what, are the, yeah, what, what, what genre of films make the most money? What genre films make the most money? Like from, a, from ask. an exhibition perspective, like us showing those movies here? Our experience at the cinema? Or, well, you didn't specify the question. I don't know. I was just... <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's, t- it's totally fine. Like in, like in general, I would say, like if I had to go in general on Jeopardy, I would say like a horror franchise. Yeah, I would too. Um, yeah, for sure. Even here, though I hate the genre, as we've already established. You do. Um, no, but You like, also hate pizza and fun. I, and roller coasters. I don't and, hate pizza. I, People I, can I, see me. Um, 
What I, our experience at the cinema, though, is actually kind of different. I don't know that we... Right? I mean, the, the films that have done the best for us here, hands down, have been like Barbie, um, which is ha- you know has happened everywhere. Um, we've never had sold-out screenings to that degree. We sold um, like all of them out. We tend to do like... It tends to be like auteur directors with like big auteurs. They're like the top ten um, d- do really well here. And horrors, are, like it's fine. Um, unless it's like an a, like A24 hereditary or something would do like we weren't open when we had when hereditary was released but like the lighthouse did really well for us yeah. right so like those a24 kind of big big films do well well i mean i just taking a larger sort of perspective of the question not necessarily relevant to how we did with it but we did show for instance in january of this year uh like a movie that cost what fifteen thousand dollars called skin rink came out and that thing made like a couple million. So, I mean, just on terms of return of investment, that sounds uh, like some some good evidence to support the horror thing. Um, but we didn't do that well with it. I mean, that's what's kind of interesting is like, you know, we can see this happening at certain places and, and we make these bets on programming it and, and like how long are we going to program it, right? And uh, and then I don't know that we necessarily always see what's happening on a on a national level and especially especially for some reason with horror. Like I oftentimes yeah. think that like, you know, oh, we're going to get this horror film and everybody's going to come because, you know, it's a horror film and everybody does that. And But it's, you know, it's, it's not necessarily pay, pay off for us. I mean, really, the events that do the best for us just consistently are like our bad movie night. Like, it's the one thing every month that we're probably going to sell out and it's free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's why. But, but for as much, this is the thing, we do better because I, I'm just, this is not a secret. They took 65%, 62% of our ticket sales revenue for Barbie. They took 62% of it. So do the math on that. Like, we're not really making much money on ticket sales. I mean, we're not making, like, nonprofit, so it all goes back into the system, right? But but point is, it's, like, not that much money is going back into the system from ticket sales. We're just doing really well because we're, like, selling a pink drink at the bar, you know? It was very pink. Yeah, it was. It was. So anyway, long, long answer and maybe not even an answer. Um, Other questions? Yeah, Tony? (laughs) <laughs> you're setting me up I, I think, I think I, as you can surmise Rachel is all on board <laughs> movies based on toys let's go Polly I'm Pocket not, I've already I've already yeah why not why starring not? Rachel Morgan why not boom um, roasted <laughs> got your ass oh boy what a get um it uh I'm not gonna have the Barbie argument again <laughs> I'm not. I can't do it, Tony. It's not even Barbie. It's like the uh, getting like big names and like uh, fancy directors and people to work on all of these. It's gross. (laughs) I mean, go ahead and do it. It's hard for me because like it's these are films that are bringing people back to the cinema. This is not how I wanted it to be. Um, But like these are the films that like and I'm so happy for it. Right. Also, have y'all seen Tom Cruise jump off of that thing with, on the motorcycle? I do this every episode now. I'm just like, have you seen Tom Cruise do it? It's awesome. Yeah, um, it was awesome. It was awesome. No, anyway, I, I feel like uh, the films that are bringing people back to the cinemas are these like really big films with a lot of product placement. You know, a lot of them are. Um, and I'm just happy for people to be back. But are they my favorite films? Or are they what I wish was doing it? No. But, you know. It's like, to me, Barbie and Oppenheimer are like, you know the 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 like quarterback and the cheerleader at high school 
and you know they're the ones who are getting everybody out to the football games and everything but the stuff that's really interesting that's happening is not happening there anyway yeah i disagree of course um, you do. I, I, of course you do. Specific examples, but of course uh, you do. But I, you I like have, that Mattel commercial. I did love that particular Mattel commercial, um, even though I would push back on that a little bit. Um, I mean, you can't. I, you, who financed that film, Corey? But uh, Warner Brothers and Mattel. Yeah, I know. What do you Look, think that they're? What do you think they're trying to do? We've had this argument before. Support feminism. <laughs> For sure. I mean, definitely. Never mind. Yeah, no, that was definitely what, what they were all about. Um, no, look, I mean, if, if some of our uh, uh, best filmmakers have to Trojan horse some unusual uh, personal work through, uh, you know, this era of corporate IP um, and just kind of, I don't, I, I don't know, it, that, that akin to, uh, Barbie is, to me, akin to, like, um, akin. Uh, a heist. Uh, right where they, you know, they, they took Warner Brothers and Mattel's money, and and old Greta and Noah kind of. If that of were the case, Amy Schumer would have made that film. Wild with it. That's yeah. not what happened. Oh sure. That's yeah, that not what happened. Exactly I wish that Greta Gerwig were, were, were Trojan horsing that film. I wish that was what was happening. But she's she's just she's probably at the ATM right now. Disagree. Well, or actually, oh, you're be. right. She Her assistant is. I'm sorry. Um, no, um, she, she she deserves it. Um, <laughs> look, I I I'm. <laughs> semi-optimistic, I guess, because I have no choice but to be that by hiring interesting filmmakers to make these product placement films that a couple of them might turn out to be more than just that. I mean, obviously that's going to be an element, that's going to be the foundation, but I think that there is is possibility that some of these can sort of rise above their... Um, their commercial beginnings, which is kind of what happens in the studio system anyway. Like, that's not an unusual position for filmmakers to find themselves in, especially filmmakers making big-budget stuff. Um, Tom Cruise is not a, you know, a, a pure and driven artiste. But did you see um, him jump off that thing? I did. <laughs> and, then and, it was and then he was like, I'll do it again. Super badass. He's like, I didn't hold onto the motorcycle long enough, I'll do it again. No, don't get me wrong, I love all that stuff too. But I, I have reason for optimism in general about cinema. I think that, that the rebound of, of theatrical exhibition this summer has been very promising. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that, as we've talked about, the success last year of a movie as esoteric as Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, not only in a co commercial sense, but in a critical sense in the Academy Awards, that's only a good thing. And to go back a couple more years pre-COVID, you know, something like uh, Parasite becoming a breakout hit and um, Neon sort of um, pushing Portrait of a Lady on fire out there in the weeks that they were able to do it before the world shut down in 2020. I mean, these are all encouraging things. Um, it's just, you know, I, I feel like everybody at every period of time has this sort of doom and gloom idea that the industry is collapsing. But and does every period of time have an algorithm? Yeah, but I mean, some type of algorithm, right? Like the, it, you know, <laughs> in the 1920s, it was some asshole with an abacus, perhaps. But like, uh, <laughs> um, but it's always been it's always been an industry. I want to I want to find that guy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, it's always been an industry torn between artistic and commercial prospects, and, and that's just kind well, of. Well, I I am glad that you're optimistic. You find the I, good where you can find it. I mean, I appreciate people are coming back to the cinemas. Um, 
but yeah, whatever. Did, but did you see Tom Cruise? Um, I saw okay. that movie twice, so, by the way, and it rules. How many yeah. times have you seen it? I, I'm not. I just saw him do the thing. That's <laughs> all I times. need to do. Zero times. Yeah. So, okay. You know, let's I'm wrap just it up. Gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I'm doing the work by paying for movie tickets. Just saying. I pay AMC every single month. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's great. They, they I have, I, you're, I'm actually giving them more money because I'm not using my free ticket. And I'm buying mozzarella sticks. Fair enough. I don't buy mozzarella sticks. Well, thank you. Are we there now? I don't know. Do, is there, have any oh, other more questions? questions. Yeah, okay, question. okay. When you look at the year-long schedule, going back to the Barbenheimer stuff, do you identify films like that that maybe could have the success to fund screenings that are more like esoteric or niche? Like yes. We, we looked at Barbenheimer like, yes, we're going to be able to do so much weird shit eventually and like put experimental film on screen, avant-garde film on screen or something like that. 100%. Yes, that's definitely the model. Let's talk later. Because we have two screens. It's really, really interesting because what they really want us to do, right, is to have a, a screen that just sits there all the time so that if a film's doing well, we can just move it into that um, into that other, on the other screen. But that's not what we do. We actually book book and um and program in a calendar model so really the way that things are going is that in one room and we switch them but in one of these two rooms we're going to have the barbie or whatever it is that was going to sell a bunch of tickets and in the other room we're going to have the thing that's really interesting so if you want to see the thing that's really interesting don't come see the thing that's that everybody else is coming to see and even our uh, um our programming partner charlie the other day was kind of he was like pacing the floor and he's like i feel really 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 terrible because like we turn people away at the door for barbie and there were like two people in the other screening and I was like you stop right there like yeah. just stop because that is the thing that we should be doing the thing that two people are in is the thing that we should be doing and yeah. we're not going to feel bad for one single second about turning people away yeah that's well See put ya. I agree with that um, I mean we this summer have done pretty great business with Wes Anderson's Asteroid City with Barbie we're foreseeing a, a pretty robust fall despite some strike related films uh, being delayed, like Dune 2 got pushed to March in an act of personal violence against me. <laughs> and when is Bottoms coming out? I mean, you, you could see it at the festival, but it's when is... It's in New York and L.A. at least, but as far as any other time, I don't know. Like, there was a release date, and it mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, well, so. you know, a lot up in the air, but there are still some really promising things that we have on the horizon. Can we give like a little bit of a sneaky peek at some things that haven't been locked in? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for instance, the end of September, we are hoping and we are in the process of booking uh, the remastered uh, version of Stop Making Sense. It's booked. It is booked. Um, but a H24, love you, H24. Lisa, if you're listening, Lisa Ritchie, love you. Um, but they make us do 14, they're going to make us be open for 14 days consecutively they're only giving it to theaters that are 14 days open so tell your friends to come see stop making sense here on weeknights preferably but not exclusively um so that's that's exciting that's one of my favorite movies of all time uh and getting to put that on a screen is going to be super cool and then of course as we get into october we're looking to bring back again one of those top 10 auteurs uh that you talked about uh earlier with it's already requested. You can Scorsese's say it. Scorsese's Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon, obviously. Yeah. If Try to get I don't that. put that on a screen in a year, I'll set myself on fire. Uh, no, I just really want to see that movie. Um, but yeah, uh, th I mean, those are kind of the big titles that hopefully are going to sort of keep us afloat over the next few months. And as far as the other esoteric stuff, I mean, we've got uh, a, a Latinx film week coming up in, in late September, early October um, that's going to be have... 
you know, a lot of specialized programming. We've got uh, Jewish Film Week in November. We've Midnight got Cal. We're going to um, screen Midnight Cowboy. Are we doing that um, documentary? And the, and the documentary with it. It's a good documentary. Um, so you can come see the film. So we also do, you know, rep titles. Um, so we'll do that. We'll do the, the Midnight Cowboy with the, with the doc. Um, which yeah. you can kind of come see for several days. So you could either do those back to back or you could come see one and then, you know, come back a couple days later and see the other, which is pretty cool. That one probably won't sell as many tickets as Barbie. It's not going to sell as many tickets. It's not going to sell any tickets probably. I, I'll buy a ticket. I want to come see Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, anyway, we'll do some, maybe we'll save a couple of questions if there are any more yeah. tor- tor- in the next episode. Sure. We'll wrap up this one. Let's wrap this one up. Thank well, you for listening. Yeah, thank you or for being, being in here. a room. <laughs> We're your own personal cinematic Cracker Barrel Old Country store and Margaritaville gift shop. <laughs> what you gonna do? You know, in the Margaritaville gift shop, they've got like little shakers of salt, and it says "Lost Shaker of Salt" on it. I don't like either of these options that you've presented me with, but I assume that Margaritaville is marginally less racist, so I'll go with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm thinking through my last visit to the Cracker Barrel Old Country store, and I didn't I didn't see anything that I think would have been terribly upsetting. Yeah, but the vibes um, are off. The <laughs> vibes are off, folks. I don't know. It felt like a warm hug. <laughs> it smelled like cinnamon, like a cinnamon broom, and um, I actually have a confession. Okay. I was in one of these just just a couple of weeks ago, and the Christmas stuff's out. <laughs> We're recording this during August, everyone. It is, like yeah. Like, what? Fully out. Yeah, it might be. No, no, they put it up for like six months. It is genuinely like 99 degrees outside right now. <laughs> so what are you going to be? You're, you're just yeah, like, Margaret. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, All right, it's I've cool. I've already established it's canonically cool. on this podcast there how much I love Jimmy Buffett and shit, so. Well, um, thank you, Corey. Thank, thank you to you. Thank you, Rachel. Um, That's never happened before. It won't happen again. <laughs> Thanks to Boutwell Studios, the amazing Boutwell Studios, who are, or look, they don't, it's not it's in the studio. They will come to you. This is a live, like, like look at that stuff. That probably doesn't even do anything, but it looks cool. <laughs> it's got a bunch of lights, and it's like, yeah. There it's you like, go. yeah, the, the set design in Star Wars. <laughs> blinking lights. Awesome. Um, what else do we do here? We usually tell people to visit SidewalkFest.com do and it. get tickets and, and stuff to the things we're doing at the cinema, which I just told you about in part. So visit Bye. us again after the festival. Bye. Bye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words our expertise.